Hello and welcome to all yin yoga practitioners, meditators, and channelers of chi. This is Everyday Sublime, the podcast dedicated to shedding light on yin yoga and meditation. And I'm your host, Josh Summers. I'm a yin yoga meditation teacher, as well as a licensed acupuncturist. This episode is the special season finale of Everyday Sublime, where I'll be talking about the podcast itself, a little bit about where the podcast is going to be going in the next year. I'll be doing some housekeeping where I discuss relevant updates about the launch of the Summer School of Yin Yoga starting in January 2018. And I'll be giving some holiday gift recommendations for that special someone in your life. And of course, these gifts are directly related in some special or unique way to the podcast and myself. So any generosity on your part in sharing these gift ideas directly benefits and supports the podcast, and I thank you for that. Okay, so let's get started. First, uh, in the beginning of this episode, I just want to take uh, a moment and, and extend my deepest and most sincere gratitude to all the listeners. Uh, this podcast is just crossing the five-month-old mark. We started in July. If you've been with me since July, thank you. If you're new and just arriving, welcome. I'm glad you're here. But this podcast is really just just over five months old. And in that short amount of time, we've had over 50,000 downloads, which really is quite staggering to me. When we started the podcast, I had no idea what to expect in terms of how many listeners there would be, how to even keep track of all those listeners. But above and beyond the numbers, um, the thing that I found I have found most gratifying about the podcast so far in this early run of its life is the feedback that I've received from students that I know, students that have come to my trainings, some students that have taken my trainings in the past. And uh, a very common response is that they find the podcast solidifies and strengthens a lot of what they learned in the live training session with me. So it helps them review. It serves as a reference point for them as they go forward. And many have also reported that they love the podcast because they're able to listen to it just before they go in to teach. This was sort of intentional in the construction or the structure of the podcast and that I decided to keep the podcast quite short limiting it to about 10 to 15 minute episodes. And that seems to have played out where people are listening to the podcast before they go teach. They're getting an infusion, a little bit of input around a topic or a theme that they might bring into their teaching. And in this way, they're really finding that it supports them in their, uh, both in their practice and their teaching. So both of these things, um, helping support people's education of yin yoga and meditation, but also serving uh, their ability to teach more effectively after they've trained um, really is a sign to me that this podcast is doing its job. Um, and I really want to thank you for your listenership, for your support, particularly for your support in sharing the podcast, for recommending it to friends. There's absolutely no way I would have ever been able to achieve 50,000 downloads in five months 
were it not for your support and you're spreading the word on social media or through your own yoga channels, your own yoga networks. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of that help. And I really look forward to next season. Now, this podcast will launch in early December, and I'm going to be taking six months, six months, ha, I'm going to be taking six weeks off as a way to prepare and do the final touches on preparation for the launch of the Yin Yoga School in January. So I will be back with my next episode in mid-January. That will be roughly the schedule on my calendar says that the next episode will come out on January 15th. In the meanwhile, there's over 20 episodes that you can review and uh, continue to avail yourself of both in iTunes and on my website. But when I resume in January, I'll be picking up uh, where I left off with the introductory series on traditional Chinese medicine. We'll be looking at meridians more and the organs and going on from there. So I look forward to connecting with you again in January. Now, a bit of housekeeping before I get to the gift recommendations for this holiday season. Um, In January, the Summer School of Yin Yoga will be officially launching, and there's modules offered in New England, in Boston, Maine, Connecticut, New York, um, as well as in Ireland and Switzerland throughout next year. And I just want to highlight a few things about the school because it is, in some respects, and I hope you'll appreciate this, but in some respects there's some very unique qualities to the school or unique aspects to the school. One of them is the modularity of the school where all of the content of the training will be delivered in standalone modules. This means you don't actually need to be registered in the school to take a module. You can take any of the core modules um, to support your own education independent of being registered in the school for a 200-hour or 300-hour certification. However, if you do wish to work towards a 200-hour or 300-hour certification in yin yoga, you can do that in the school. And the cool thing about the modularity is that you don't have to sign up for everything all at once. From the time you apply and are accepted into the program, you have three years to complete all the work, which means you can take a module wherever it suits uh, your schedule, wherever it suits your finances, and also wherever it suits your location. You might want to move around a little bit. You might come to Maine and then come to Ireland maybe for a module or um, just take all the modules in one area over over the two, three-year period. So with this flexibility, I'm hoping that this gives people um, a way to pursue their education in yin yoga in in a way that's timely and financially um, feasible for them. Now, another thing about the school's modularity that I'm very excited about is that each module has two components. One component is the live module. That's where you come to a venue, you come to a yoga studio somewhere with me, and we have four days where we study a particular topic intensively. It could be the physical side of yin yoga, it could be the energetic side of yin yoga, it could be the mental meditative side of yin yoga, or it could be yang yoga with my colleague Terry Coburn. But prior to coming, and this really is a unique feature, prior to coming to a live module, there will be an online 
course component, which will take roughly five to seven hours, depending on the module. Now, the purpose of this online component is that it will prepare you ahead of time, or it will prepare you ahead of the live component with the essential theory, some essential elements of practice, and it will really get you well-versed in the material that we will be diving into more deeply in the live training. Now, I hope, and we'll see how this plays out in the next year, but my hope is that when you arrive now to a live event, when you come to a live training, we'll be able to start at a much higher level. I won't have to be sort of spoon-feeding people introductory stuff anymore. We'll be able to arrive sort of at a common knowledge level and then go really deeply into the subtlety, the nuance, the details, the nitty-gritty, so that your overall experience is much deeper. The other piece is that when we're live, we're going to focus more on experiential learning. Uh, the, a lot of the theory will be delivered up front in the online course, and then we'll be exploring and unpacking that theory in experience in the live session. The second piece of the, of the online course, or the second piece of this modular format, is that the online course is available to you after the training to again serve as an ongoing reference and body of material to review to solidify and strengthen everything we covered in the training. And I'm hoping that those two features, the preparatory online piece, the live experiential piece, and then the ability to review this material will really take your teaching and your own education to the next level. I have high hopes for the outcomes that we're going to see. So I just want to try to clarify uh, some of that about the, the nature and structure of the modular format. And the cool thing is that when you register for a live module at a studio, we will be giving you a link for, 90, for a 90-day access to the online course prior to your training. So you'll get that as part of the live fee. So with their online component and their live piece, the four-day live module, each module is 50 hours. And... When you take the foundations course, that'll be 50 hours. When you take the Chinese medicine module, that'll be 50 hours. When you take the mindfulness meditation module, that'll be 50 hours. You have the option of taking a yang module, which is also 50 hours. There'll be a practicum. And one of the components of the 300-hour certification process is a five-day, six-night silent meditation retreat with yin yoga. This is a very unique opportunity to dive deeply into the study and practice of what I'm calling yin meditation, to combine it with some yin yoga, and to really solidify your understanding, your own experiential understanding of how this practice works. So I'm very excited about that. But before I move into the gift recommendations, um, the single biggest question I received about the school is will I can I receive credit for previously taken modules if I took your foundations course if I took your meditation course will those count towards the school and the answer is yes with a caveat you can receive credit for those hours in the school but the caveat is that you must apply to be in the school by December 31st 2017 that's just over a month away. That's the end of this calendar year. You can apply on my website. 
joshsummers.net and look under school. You'll see the application process. There's an application you fill out, a small fee you pay to apply, and then we'll process the application from there. Please indicate on the application that you are seeking credit for previously taken modules, and we will recognize those hours. Once you're accepted, we'll send you out a welcome letter, which includes the assignments that you would need to do to make up the hour differential between the 30-hour module that you took and the 50-hour module in the new program. There's roughly 20 hours of self-study work at no extra fee that you'll need to do just to round out the hours for the school requirements. So anyway, let that be said. To receive credit, don't miss out on this. If you, Even if you're not sure you want to do the school, the safe bet is to apply and then decide and deliberate later. But for our own administrative sanity going forward, Terry and I have set a firm cutoff date for accepting applications from grandfathered students. So if you want to receive that grandfather credit into the school, don't snooze, don't delay, get the application in. And then going forward, maybe you'll decide, maybe I don't want to do the program. I'll just take a few modules here or there. I don't want to get my 200 hour. I don't need to get my 300 hour. But if you do, you'll have that opportunity and you won't lose those hours that you've already taken. Okay. So for gift recommendations, I just have a couple ideas and there will be links in the show notes on my site for these gifts. The first gift is a book written by Robert Wright. And when I say Robert Wright's name, usually people think, oh yeah, yeah, I know him. Wasn't he the, you know, the Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton? Wrong. That's Robert Reich, R-E-I-C-C-H, I believe. I'm referring to Robert Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T, who is an American public intellectual and has a whole long list of achievements to his name. He is the New York Times bestselling author of The Evolution of God, Non-Zero, The Moral Animal, and recently the book and gift that I'm recommending, Why Buddhism is True. He's also the co-founder and editor-in-chief for the widely respected Blogging Heads TV and Meaning of Life TV. Now, curiously, you may know me or have seen that I also do occasional interviews for said Meaning of Life TV. So the backstory on this is a little bit interesting. Roughly 15 years ago, or maybe it was 12, I forget, but somewhere over a decade ago, I was on a meditation retreat, and after that retreat, um, a very tall, rail-thin man approached me and proceeded to grill me with uh, question after question about my experience, my interpretation of my experience, what I thought it meant philosophically, what I thought it meant metaphysically, and um, this guy was uh, quite intense, to say the least. I had no idea who he was. But during the conversation, someone else approached him and said, excuse me, sir, are you Robert Wright? And I felt caught out. I thought, Here I have been talking to an alleged somebody, not having any clue as to who they were. Anyway, so that's when I met Robert Wright on a silent meditation retreat at the Insight Meditation Society. And then subsequent to that meeting, I proceeded to become a huge fan of Robert Wright's. I, I thoroughly enjoyed his book, The Moral Animal, which is a sort of an overview of the history and development of evolutionary psychology. And I've been an avid follower of his work ever since. And in following him, I learned that his interest in Buddhism continued to grow. And it 
the culmination of that interest has now um, been published in his recent book, Why Buddhism is True, which is a wonderful book that explains how meditation works, what mindfulness meditation does, and puts it in evolutionary context. The subtitle of the book is The Science and Philosophy of Meditation and Enlightenment. And I just want to share one quick review from the, the great Andrew Sullivan from New York Magazine now, who says, quote, A fantastically rational introduction to meditation. It constantly made me smile a little and occasionally chuckle. A wry, self-deprecating, and brutally empirical guide to the avoidance of suffering. So that book is has been reviewed in the New York Times, The New Yorker, Wall Street Journal, all over the place. But he's been interviewed by Terry Gross. Um, Sam Harris has had him on his podcast. Um, it's gotten a lot of attention. And particularly for somebody who might not be interested in Buddhism or might not be interested in meditation, I can't think of a better book to introduce them to the topic. So if you're, you've got a boyfriend, you've got a husband, you've got a wife that doesn't really understand your habit of meditation, this might be an entry point for them understanding a little bit about, more about your world. And if you're just, um, if you've got a meditator on your gift list, this would be a great book to help them understand the dynamics of meditation, uh, kind of the perceptual change that occur with meditation, and it's really a fantastic book. So without further comment, please check out Why Buddhism is True by Robert Wright in the show notes for a link on Amazon. Another gift idea uh, is related to the music of this podcast. Um, as you may remember from a previous episode, Ode to Aaron, or even from my Meaning of Life TV interview with Aaron Goldberg, the music provided to this podcast is from the artist, the jazz pianist, Aaron Goldberg, who is an old, old high school friend of mine, who's now gone on to become, in my estimation, probably one of the top 10 living jazz pianists, which is no small feat for someone under 50. And I won't go into ever, all the details because I had a whole episode dedicated to Aaron, but I find his music... Um, to be part of my everyday sublime. And whenever I've shared his music in classes, using his music to sort of demonstrate some meditative ideas that I have, people invariably comment, you know, I don't like jazz, but I really like that, that music. Is that, does that, is that even jazz? I said, yes, that's jazz. Uh, Aaron has a kind of a wide array of genres that he draws from in his playing with his trio. So even if you're not such a huge jazz fan right now, you may find that Aaron's music is a great entry point into the world of improvisational music. So in the show notes, I'll be listing again some of my top picks, his albums, The Now, Home, Worlds, and Yes are all wonderful picks and would be an easy stocking stuffer or something like that. So any support of Aaron, again, is a direct or is an indirect support to the podcast. It's a form of gratitude to Aaron for sharing his music with me for the intro and outro of the podcast, and it helps spread word of his great artistry. So thanks for that. Okay, so I'm going to stop there for now. Again, I'm going into my hibernation mode. I'll be gone for six weeks. I'll be returning January 15th, full of vim and vigor, 
having rested up during this yin time of year. And I will be continuing again with a TCM series, that's the series on traditional Chinese medicine, and moving forward with other topics related to yin yoga and meditation in 2018. Again, thank you so, so much for your support. Thanks again for your listenership. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thanks for making it what it is. And for now, I hope you have a wonderful, safe, healthy, and joyous holiday season. All the best. See you in 2018.